You're listening to the Church on the Move Roswell podcast. We hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and challenges you to take your next step with Jesus. Thanks for listening. Let's check it out. Listen, I want to talk to you about, because I know from a male perspective, I know this. I've seen it played out, uh, 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 but psychologically, I know this is true. I know that... uh, um, I know that spiritually, there's a lot of truth to this. Uh, uh, we see that Joseph was obviously a major, had a major impact on Jesus' life, but we hear more about who? Mary, his mama. And I think the reason is, is psychology's kind of proven this out, that moms with boys can either, uh, uh, either confirm or strip Boys of their masculinity. They can either confirm it and validate their masculinity or strip. And then the psychology has also proven that men, men can either validate or strip young girls, their daughters. Fathers can do that to daughters of their femininity and their value and worth. It goes both ways. It's amazing how that works. And how that, they, they can either validate or strip. And we, we've seen that. And so, man, when I was meditating on Mother's Day, I thought about, you know, our worth, our value, and how we get it, and who we get it from. And so that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. And uh, I was talking to my son Tucker the other day, and I ended up looking it up because he told me the story of a guy named Jimmy Butler. He plays for the Miami Heat. He's an NBA basketball player. And I just like his game, man. He, you know, we were talking about how much we like him because he's, uh, you know, if you understand sports, you'll understand what I mean. He's just got some dog in him, man. He's just, he's just a competitor. He competes on both ends, and he's just a fighter, and I like it. I like how he just competes every minute, and how he, he just never quits, and he never gives up, and I, I like to watch him. And so my son was telling me the other day that he was uh, abandoned by his father at birth, and then his mother kicked him out of the house at 13 years old. And so I looked it up, and he told me that she said to him, I don't like the way you look. Get out. Now, I can't imagine what that must have felt. I don't like the way you look. How that must have made Jimmy feel. And so I looked it up. Every bit of that is true. His father was not in his life at birth. He was raised by this single mom. And she did tell him, I don't like the way you look. And just get out of the house. And at 13 years old, he went from couch to couch to couch till one family finally said, we're going to take you in. And we're going we're we're to provide for you. We're going to love you. We're going to bless you. And so Jimmy starts off with all this rejection. But let me just fast forward to the end of the story. He's he, he, goes from, he goes from junior college, no one believed in him coming out of college, no Division I's believed in him. So he went to a junior college, finally ended up at Marquette, which is sometimes a higher level, but a lot of times is a smaller level, Division I. And he doesn't play great his first years, but his, as his senior year comes, he, he, he just gets better and better with time. Then he goes to the NBA, and he doesn't put up great numbers right off the bat, but he just gets better and better and better with time. And so that's how he ended up there. He just, Jimmy just didn't have any quit in him. He just kept getting better and better and better and better. And so now I read this article about him that what he says about his parents, which is amazing. This is what he says. I love them. He said, they're my family. And he said, I totally forgive them. I forgive them for all that they've done to, for, to me. And I love them and they're a part of my life and they're my family. And I'm like, he's got to be a Christian. There's no way. 
So I looked it up, and Jimmy said, in the interview, he said, listen, he said, I, I read my Bible every day. He said, I read my Bible, and I, don't, I try not ever to miss church. He said, I'm in my word. I go to church. And he said, because I know, I know at the core of my life, there's no way, there's no way I could have written my story, my life, like this without God's intervention in the Lord Jesus Christ in my life. No way. No way. So why did I share that? Because Jimmy's learned the secret. His value and his self-worth didn't come from his parents. Didn't come from his parents. Didn't come from his mom. Didn't come from his dad. Didn't come from even being liked by his family. Didn't even like the way he looked. I can't imagine what that must have felt like. His, his value, his self-worth, his identity did not come from his family. Didn't come from people. And now I know why he plays the way he plays. Now I know why he hears the booze and it doesn't change him. He hears the criticism and he just keeps playing the same way. He just keeps pushing along, just gets, keeps getting better. I get it now because he knows that you can only get your true value and your true worth and your identity from the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he has a foundation he stands on that can't be shaken by what everybody else thinks of him. And he gets that from the word. Jesus makes this so clear. I want to read this to you in Matthew chapter 10, just how much God loves you. You know, and if you don't know Jesus as the Lord of your life, I want to tell you something. He still loves you. He loves all his creation. He loves all, I'm going to tell you, he loves everything he breathed life into. He loves his creation. Now, he loves you, but that doesn't mean you get to go to heaven just because he loves you. Because he said, I love my enemies. I love those who oppose me. I don't, you don't get to go to heaven because, because he loves you. You only get to go to heaven if you made him the Lord of your life and you love him back. That's the only way you get to go to heaven. And though everybody's his creation and he loves his creation, not everybody's his son or his daughter. You're only his son and his daughter if you've allowed God, if you said, God, I surrender my life to you, and then he adopts you into his kingdom, and now he calls you son. Now he calls you daughter. But I want you to know, he loves all the people on the planet. That's why it said, in John 3, verse 16, he said, for God so loved the world. The world is the, is the lost people. It's, it's, the world is, is, is uh, uh, that means, and the significance of that word is the whole entire planet of human beings. He loves every human being. That's why he sent his son to die for us, to save us. He said in John 3, 17, I didn't come to condemn you. I came to rescue you. I love you. I love you, and I came to rescue you. But so many people get their value from so many other things, get their worth, their identity from something or someone else. This is what God said in, in Matthew 10, verse 28. Don't be in fear of those who can kill only the body, but not your soul. Fear only God who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Listen, he, he's saying this because he's saying, listen, don't be afraid of what people think of you or can do to you. 
Don't be afraid of them. He's not doing this. This sounds like a really hard saying, like, don't be, don't be afraid of what people can do. You better fear me who, I, who can kill the body and the soul. And it sounds hard, but you got to read the rest of it. And he means this to, to encourage us to walk in awe of God and respect of God above all things. And he's trying to encourage us, get your identity from me, not them. How do we know that? Let's read the next verse. He says this. You can buy two sparrows for only a copper coin, yet not even one sparrow falls from its nest without the knowledge of your father. Man, I, I kind of live out in the county, and man, these birds nest everywhere, and I've seen eggs fall off of trees, the wind, you know, our wind blows and knocks nests out. I've seen babies fall out of the nest and, and die. I've seen all these little sparrows pass away. I used to have my boys, uh, Colton and Tucker, used to have some cats, man, and they were outside cats, and those guys could hunt. They were constantly bringing us food, pigeons up to the door, plucked, half-eaten. They'd eat half and leave us half plucked everywhere and so I mean I've seen all these birds and I'm like God you track you track every sp- I don't know how many sparrows are all on the planet it's got to be in the billions you track every sparrow that even falls out of the nest Tucker has a dog named Baker named after Baker Mayfield and he played for Oklahoma and so Baker comes to, to me the other day, and he's got a dead bird stuck in his tooth. And we're trying to get him to spit it out, and he won't do it. And then I realized I kind of hit it, you know, and it didn't come out. I'm like, it's stuck in his mouth. That's gross. <laughs> and he, he's, he's got a little um, black lab in him, and so he's, you know, he's going to retrieve it. But he, it's stuck. So I, I knocked it out, and I'm like, God, you, 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 you know about this bird? You know about this bird? He's like, yeah, yeah, I count every one of them. I know every one that falls out. I know every one that dies. I know every animal that passes away. I know every single one of them. I've counted every one of them. I've noticed, I've paid attention to everything that dies that I created. Then he says this. Aren't you worth much more to God than many sparrows? Aren't you worth much more? That much more is just beyond, beyond count. He's saying, don't you know I value you? Don't you know how worthy you are? Don't you know your own worth? Don't you know your own identity that you find only in me that I love you? Don't fear what people think of you. Stand in awe and reverence of me and I'll give you your value. I'll give you your worth. I'll tell you who you are. So many scriptures that say, in Christ, in him, this is who you are. In Christ, you're this. In him, you're this. He, there, I mean, there's, there's just, there's a, there's a ton of them that tell you who you are in Christ, who you are in God. And he's, he's trying to tell you, this is your value. This is your worth. This is your identity. This is how much I love you. He goes on to say this, for your father cares deeply even the smallest, about the smallest details of your life. One scripture says he counts every hair on our head. He cares about every hair that's fallen out. So I'm like, God, replace it. Come on. You counting them going down. Can you count them coming up? 
He's like, I care about the small. He didn't say that about counting our hairs on our head to be overdramatic. He's trying to get us to wake up, to realize this is how much I love you. This is how much I value you. This is how worthy you are. That's why I gave my life for you. Because I love you. And I value you. But I see so many people that are, they, because they get their value and self-worth from so many other, and their identity from so many outside things, that they walk around in all these insecurities and fears. That's why he dealt with fear. Don't fear what man can do to you. Listen, he's saying, don't walk around with all these insecurities and fears and worries and anxious and worried about this and that. How many Twitter people are following you? How many fake book friends you have? Did I say fake book? Yeah, I meant to say fake book. Facebook friends, because they're not, man, how, I don't even get it, man. I don't have any of that. And so I'm like, how do you be a friend to somebody that you've never sat down and ate dinner with, or you never drank coffee? You don't even, you've never met them. You've never even talked to them. Except here. I'm like, how does that work? That's why I call fake book friends. Instead of face, I mean, but so many people getting their value, their identity, and their worth from that. Not only from how many friends they have, but the ones they don't have. And God's like, man, hey, listen, time out. You're more valuable to me than all these sparrows. You're more valuable to me than, than man, I love you so much. You're, I gave, you're so valuable, I died. I came out of heaven and died for you. You're a treasure. When God talks about storing up treasures in heaven, he's talking about, he's not talking about gold and diamonds and stuff like that. The streets are made of gold. The walls are made of diamonds. Those are building materials in heaven. He's only talking about people. He's like, store up treasures in heaven. Man, minister to people. Love people in my name. Do these things uh, in, uh, because I love you. Love them. Help them. Tell them. Those are the treasures of heaven. We're the treasures. We're his treasure. He said, you're the apple of my eye. That's where we get that statement from, directly from the word. And I love you. He said, don't try to get your value, your worth, your identity from somewhere else. Not even your mama. Not your dad. Whether they were great mom and dads or bad mom and dads. Or just like most of us, imperfect mom and dad. Or you're, you're someone you think is this person that you think's got to tell you who you are and how much you're worth. It's a blessing to have someone encourage you and tell you you look beautiful and tell you you're, you know, this and talk about you and brag on you. That's a blessing, but if you can't get your value and worth from that. How do I know that? Because one day, Jesus rode into Jerusalem, and they're yelling, Hosanna, blessed be the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And they're throwing palm branches. The whole city celebrating him. They're throwing their jackets down. And then, just a few days later, they're yelling, crucify him. People are going to love you one day and not like you the next. I remember Julie and I were dating, man. She could have had three eyes and five elbows and whatever. I was in love. <laughs> then you get married for a few years, and you're like, man, I don't even know if I like her. <laughs> She's like, back at you, boy. I don't even know if I liked you either. 
But you know, those, those are feelings come and go. Friends can come and go. People can come and go. One day you're the greatest mom in the world till you say no. Now all of a sudden, I can't stand you, mom. <laughs> she hates me. Amen? Listen, they're going to one day say Hosanna and one day say crucify. And if you're getting your value from that, it's gonna, you're going to live this up and down world that it's just not going to, it's, it's going to end up destroying you. And you're going to live by trying to please and trying to do. All you have to do is receive the love in, of God, the lordship of Christ, and he'll give you your identity and he'll give you your value. That no one, no one can take away and no one else can give. Go with me to Matthew chapter 4. I love this. So, in verse 1 it says, Afterward, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to experience the ordeal of testing by the accuser. And I think it's really interesting. This happened right after he was baptized. And what happened? God came and the Holy Spirit showed up. Uh, it says like a dove. It wasn't a dove, but like a dove, the Holy Spirit kind of landed and just, lay, just rested up him, on him like a dove. And, and what did God say? This is who? My son. Whom I'm what? Well pleased. What does that say? Man, I got my self-esteem from my father. His name is God. There's my identity. There's my value. He just identified me. What comes next? The Holy Spirit leads him. Listen. Well, first, verse 1 of chapter 4. Afterward, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to experience the ordeal of testing by the accuser. And after fasting for 40 days, Jesus was extremely hungry. Then the tempter came to him and said, how can you possibly be the son of God if you go hungry? Just command these stones to be turned into loaves of bread. Wow. Wow. What is, what is Satan trying to do here? He's trying to get Jesus to perform. Like, perform something. How can you be? And he's automatically, what after God what after God confirms him? What after God tells him his, his value, his worth, his identity, and, and says that all about him? This is a message to us. Jesus knew who he was. He's, he did all of this for our benefit so that we know our value, our worth, and our identity comes from God and God alone. It's not based on performance. We perform and we do well and we demand excellence from ourselves not to gain the acceptance of God or others, but because we've already been accepted and loved and we're free to do that, not bound to do that. Satan's trying to bind him to performance like, man, boy, you got to perform. And it just carried on even further because then the, the, the religious people who were under the authority of Satan came and said, do a miracle, show us a miracle. Again, trying to get, and he wouldn't do it. He said, I'm not going to do that for you. I didn't fall for it from Satan himself, and I'm not falling from it for it for you. I'm not performing to get my identity. I'm not performing to get my value or my self-worth. Your titles don't give you your identity and value. I think about people like Elvis Presley who had it all, and his value and self-esteem was so low. I know people that don't have anything near Elvis Presley, not even close, that know their identity, their value, and their worth a billion times more than he did because it doesn't come from performance. That's not where you get your value, your titles, your money, the car you drive. That's not where you get your, your value. 
I, you know, it's crazy to me that people have more loyalty to the clothing brand they wear than if they're wearing Gucci or this or that. They have that they value more the label that's on that clothing that, that they wear than, the, than what God calls them. And they get their value from that, from a clothing brand. They feel more valuable. They feel, I like nice stuff. I like nice clothes, nice stuff. But they don't give me my value. I've lived without it longer than I've had it. And I didn't get my value from it then, and I don't get my value from it now. And God doesn't want you either. He's not opposed to you having those things. He's opposed to those things having you and giving you your value, that you feel more valuable when you have this on. You feel more worthy because you wear this name brand or you drive this car or you have this title or you have this house or you have this money. Man, you can get all that and you can multiply and stack it up. And God said, what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Otherwise, you'll never know your value, never know your worth, and you'll always have an identity crisis. Always. No matter how much you stack up. But when you receive the love of God and he gives you your value, he gives you your identity, you don't have to perform to get it. You perform because God set you free to do it, not because that's where you get your value. It's amazingly freedom. It's freedom. But Satan's not done. He comes at him again. He said, then the accuser transported Jesus to the holy city of Jerusalem and perched at the uh, and perched him at the highest point of the temple and said to him, if you're really God's son, jump, and the angels will catch you, for it is written in the scriptures. He will command his angels to protect you, and they will lift you up so that you won't even bruise your foot on a rock. Once again, Jesus said to him, the scriptures say, you must never put the Lord your God to the test. This, what is he trying to do now? He's trying to get him to jump in front of the whole city that his angels will catch him. He'll float down and land, and then all the people will say, He's so popular. I mean, his Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook accounts are just, they're going to start rolling in the millions. His popularity is going to go crazy because he's now, he jumped off the top of the temple and he landed like Superman. And he's going to be so popular, everybody's going to accept him now. Everybody. Now I have acceptance. Now I'm popular. Now they'll love me. Now they'll like me. Man, if you seek popularity, if that's what gives you your value and self-worth, oh my goodness, I feel so sorry for you. Just like I said, one day, someone's gonna love you and someday they're gonna hate you. They might, that might all happen in the same day. Someday they're going to be, you're going to be in total agreement with them on, the, on all this. Yeah, 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 man, man, we're, yeah, yeah, you love me. You celebrate. I'm, I'm the greatest. And the next day, or maybe the next hour, they're like, hey, hold on a second. You're not that great. You're not that pretty. You're not this. You're not that. That's exactly what Satan tried to get Jesus to do, was to, was to do something in front of everybody. Turning that stone into bread wasn't in front of everybody. This is in front of everybody. This is about popularity. You get your value and worth from that, man. Golly, I feel so sorry for you. If I got my value, if Julie and I got our value from, and worth from that, oh my gosh, we would, be, we would be undone. We've had so many people tell us, they, man, we love you, we love you. And then, you know, 
after that, you know, we can't stand church on the moon. We can't stand Pastor Troy. And I've seen people attack you for being here too. And, and I've seen family members and say this and say that and do that. And guys, I'm telling you, if we got our self-esteem from that, oh my gosh, we would just be, un, we'd be destroyed. It would work, work us so bad, we'd just throw in the towel. That's why Jesus wouldn't do that. He said, no, I, you don't put God to the test. I'm not testing God to see how popular I am. I already know how popular I am. If I'm popular with God, then I got all I need. Amen. I'll have friends. I'll have family. I'll, I'll be successful in these areas of relationship, but I'll be popular with the right people. Man, Jesus said to the, he said to the religious people, they said, man, Jesus, you need, you need to do this and that. And he said, listen, I played the funeral dirge for you. Otherwise, man, I played the, the poor guy walking around in sandals on the street. I played that guy, and you didn't love you, you You hated me. Then I played the, I, I, I went and went to weddings, and I ate with people. And he said, then you accused me of being a drunkard. He said, there's no pleasing you. Then he said this, wisdom is known by its children. Otherwise, watch the fruit I produce. And this is what else he said to him: I don't get my identity, my value, and my worth. From performing for you. I get it from my heavenly father. Who never changes. Always lo- I'm not popular one day with him. And unpopular the next. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. Forever. He'll love me. And he's not going to change. But of course Satan's not done. And the third time the accuser lifted Jesus up on top of uh, onto a very high mountain range and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all the splendor that comes with it. All these kingdoms I will give to you, the accuser said. If only you will kneel down before me and worship me. But Jesus said, go away, Satan, for the scriptures say. Kneel before the Lord your God and worship only him. Church family, this is an attempt. This is an attempt to give Jesus an offer of the world. This is an attempt. He's saying, listen, all the money all the greatest stuff. Uh, he said, I'll give you people. I'll give you, I'll give you all the stuff. I'll give you all the authority, all the titles, all the stuff of this world. I'll, and, and listen, this is all three of these are real temptations. Satan totally controlled the known world, including Israel, because Rome was over Israel, and they are of Satan, the Roman Empire. So the entire world was controlled by Satan. He had the authority to give Jesus exactly what he offered. Jesus knew it. Jesus knew it. He said, but you got to bow down. He said, listen, I don't get my authority. I don't get my worth, my value. I don't get my authority. I don't get the love. I don't get, I don't get my identity from you and from stuff. My identity comes from my father and my father alone. And he's the only one that we will worship. He's the only one we'll kneel down to. Listen, if you're getting your identity by the car you drive and the money you have in your checking account, man, I'm telling you, I feel sorry for you. Today's the day you can turn that around and say, you know what, God? I'm not going to get my value, my worth from what I have and the titles I have and all the stuff and all, all the, the this and that. I don't get my value from that. I'm getting my value from you and you alone. Now, some people think this is permission to say, you know, I'm just going to go poor. I'm going to drive the junkiest car. I'm going to live in the worst house because I'm more righteous than everybody. Listen, I think that's stupidity. It's stupidity to all of a sudden claim you're going to be a martyr for Jesus and have nothing. 
You know what? You'll have nothing, give nothing. You'll always be in want, always taken from others to make it. That's not, that's not at all what God has in store for us. Jesus wore nice clothes. That's why they gambled for him. You think Jesus went without anything? He's healing whole cities. What do you think they gave him for that? That's why do you think he had a treasurer named Jesus? How do you think he could steal money from there if there was only a couple pennies? I think people would notice. Judas, all the money's gone. No, they, they didn't notice. Only Jesus knew. They didn't even, none of them knew. They'd have probably killed him. None of them knew he was a thief. Jesus, was, Jesus didn't walk around in lack. Golly, that's nuts. But you know what? None of that stuff, he treated it like it was exactly how to be treated. It's a tool. It's, it's something nice to have, but it don't give me my value, my worth, or my identity. So much people are seeking those things. If I can just get the right money, get the right car, get the right husband, get the right right, get the right house, get the right label on, on my body, then I'll be somebody. No, you won't. Because there'll always be something else you got to have. That's an empty, empty hole of, of, of uh, lust for things. And Jesus is making it very clear. He makes it very clear. My value, my worth, my identity only comes from God and God himself. Amen? Amen. Listen, I want to show you one last scripture. I'm going to ask him to put it up on the screen. It's found in Isaiah chapter 49. This is really cool. It says, can a woman forget their nursing child? And I want to stop right there. You know, Julie, after every baby, she would nurse the, the, the kids, and it was crazy. She would say things to me like, man, like one of the kids would cry, and she'd say, my milk came in. I'm like, what does that mean? What do you mean milk came in? She goes, well, they're crying, and they're hungry, and, and my milk will come in because I want to provide for them. My body, I said, your body just did that? She goes, yeah. I'm like, that's cool. I don't want to experience it, but that's pretty cool. And there would be other times she'd hear somebody else's baby cry, and her milk would come in. I'm like, that's nuts. But it's true. Absolutely true. It is, it's amazing how when babies cry, and this is what God's referring to. He's saying a mother Naturally, her body will respond to provide, just will start responding to provide as soon as they hear the cry. God's saying, when I hear your cry, I naturally want to provide. Like a mother's milk comes in and says, she would tell me, go get the babies. And I have to go get them and they, they, you know, they'd feed. And, and it, was just, it was just crazy cool. And so... But she would naturally want to provide. And can I tell you what the word name El Shaddai, one of his redemptive names, one of his seven redemptive names is El Shaddai. That means the Lord, my God, my provider. And you know what it literally translates in Hebrew? The many-breasted one. The many-breasted one. What does it refer to? That when, when we cry out to our God, he, his provision naturally fills up. He's like, I want to do this for you. Let me tell you what he won't do it for. He won't do it if you think it's the provision that gives you value and worth and not the provider. He wants to do it every time, but he's not going to let you just get the provision without the provider. 
I'd be like my children taking the milk from their mom, but totally rejecting her and saying, I want what you have, but I don't want you. God's not playing that game. Listen to this. He said, can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? And man, I, gosh, I'm just, I'm always shocked by this whole process. It's so incredible. Like Julie would push out. She pushed out five kids. And she, she turned down the epidural all five times. And I'm like, man. She's squeezing my hand so hard, I'm like, give me the epidural. Put the epidural right here. I'm in great pain, doc. I mean, she's like, I don't want to push anymore. I'm like, I know, I'm breathing. I'm like, he, he, hoo, hoo. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm tired too, babe. I'm exhausted. And she would, she'd push these babies out, and I'd think, we're done. She ain't doing that again. And then just a little while later, the compassion of her womb, it was crazy how she could forget all that. I'm like, do you not remember how bad my hand hurt? We're going to do this again? We went round two, round three, round four, round five. After five, she said, uh, you're going to go get something. You're... I'm cut, you're getting cut off, <laughs> literally. And so, but uh, she, it was amazing to me how the compassion, how much compassion after going through all that, how she would hold each one of my children on her chest and just be so in love with them and them so in love with her. And then just not a year, half later, want to do it again. Because there's a compassion and he's comparing that compassion of the mom, of a mother, to his compassion. He's saying, listen, my compassion, my love for you is even greater. My love for you is greater. It's greater than that. And he said, surely they may forget. There's moms that have forgotten to love their children. There's moms that have forgotten. But God said, even though... You have great compassion for your sons. There's some mothers who have forgotten, but I'm not like either one of you. I'm greater than the ones that love. I'm greater than that, and I'll never forget you. Next verse. See, I have inscribed you on the palm of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. It's not a coincidence they nailed Jesus' hands. We were written on the palm of God's hands. And when he nailed, when he was nailed on the cross, he was nailed for us. He was nailed through his hands for us. Because he didn't just write our names, he, he carved our names in the palm of his hands. You ever, you ever have a pen but not paper? And you got to remember something, you just write it on the palm of your hand to remember it. It washes off after a while, you hope. But you wrote it down so you would, a phone number or something you wanted to remember. Or you were cheating on a test and you wrote that on your hand. Don't do that, you'll get caught. But you wrote it on your hand, something to remember. God said, I carved you in the palm of my hands. I will never, ever forget you. I will love you more than a mama, more than a mother. 
I will love you forever and ever. And when you look at me, get your value and your worth. You're a treasure. Let me be your mirror. Don't let popularity or, or, or finances or the world's stuff or, or, or uh, what you can do and how you perform, don't let that be your value, your worth, or your, or your mirror of, your, of how much you're worth and how much you're valued. Let me be that. And when you finally realize that you're God's treasure and you've accepted him and surrendered your life to him because of that reason, because he loves you like that, there is a freedom that comes to just start soaring through life. There's a freedom that comes. Frees you from the insecurities, the fears, and all the junk. You just get free to live. Free to live. Life and life abundantly, what Jesus said he came to give. When you find your value, your worth, and your identity in him. Listen, every eye closed. If you don't know, if you don't know the love of God, man, I hope. Right now, he's giving you a revelation of how much he loves you. How much he values you. Whether you're in this room or online, he, he loves you. He said, I loved you so much. And even when you were my enemy, I came and I died for you. And if you've never accepted his love, his lordship, his forgiveness... His, never accepted heaven as your eternal home when you die. If you've never accepted his ability and his power to love you and deliver you from your past and deliver you from shame and guilt, God loves you on your worst day. Ask the woman caught in adultery that was going to be stoned to death. The only one that loved her was Jesus. He loves you on your best day and he loves you on your worst day. He'll deliver you from your past, your shame, your guilt, your condemnation. He'll deliver you from all the insecurities that drown out the vo his voice in your life. From his goodness, from his provision. Those voices drown it out from his wisdom and cause you to make foolish decisions and choices. Listen, he'll deliver you if you'll find your value and worth in him. You surrender your life to him. If you've never prayed that, we want to pray with you right now. Maybe you've known him and you keep running away and you wonder, why do I keep going back and forth and back and forth? It's because you still haven't made a decision that your identity, your value, and your worth comes from God and God alone. You're still seeking it someplace else. Just come home today for good. And let God be the source of your worth, your value, your identity. Today. So whether it's your first time or your next time online, I'm going to ask you to do two things in this room. I'm going to ask you to do two things online. I'm going to ask you to send us a message. I'm praying for the first time. I'm praying for the next time. In this room, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand on three and say, it's me. I'm going to, I'm going to raise my hand boldly and, and, and because I, I want what God has for me. I want to surrender my life. and I trust Him. He loves me more than I could love myself and anyone could ever love me. And He died for me and I love Him and I, I want to know what it's like to really live. And I surrender my life to Him. And then you can put your hand down and we're going to pray. 
We're going to pray with those online and those in the room. So on the count of three, one, two, three, raise your hand up high and say, it's me. I'm going to get right with God today. That's awesome. Put that hand down. Listen, let's pray. Let's pray with those online. Pray, pray with those in the room. Let's all pray, okay? Get ready. Say this. Say, God, I believe you are God and God alone. I believe that you love me. In your eyes, I'm priceless. I'm a treasure that you sent your only begotten son, Jesus, to die for me. He paid my price. That's incredible. You would do that because you value me that much. I believe you raised Jesus from the dead. And because I do, God, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Remove my shame, all guilt, all condemnation. Deliver me from my past into a future that's bright with you. Jesus, I say to you, from my heart, out of my mouth, you are the Lord, Jesus Christ, of my life. I surrender my life to you. Now teach me how to soar, how to live life and life to the full, to find all my value, all my worth, and all my identity in you and through you. Thank you for saving my life, giving me a life. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate God. Let's celebrate our mamas. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to find out more about Church on the Move, like our service times, or how you can connect with us, you can visit cotmroswell.com.